Com. This program is not intended to diagnose any condition or promote any lifestyle. And now, WNJHradio.com presents The Carpenter's Son with Pastor Vince Lombardo from Calvary Chapel Church in Hamilton. It is great to be here again. We have now broken through the barrier into December. Oh my goodness, this year is coming to a close and it's moving along. I know that there have been some difficult things, but it is actually coming to a close rather rapidly. We are entering into that, which is this holiday season. We had a wonderful Thanksgiving. I know that your Thanksgiving was altered a little bit. I know that there were some different decisions that you had to make with and for your family. I know that there were some opportunities that you wanted to take advantage of that you didn't. But here we have the opportunity to say, yep, we are going to look forward and no longer look back. Not going to look down, I'm going to look up. And here, when we do that, we're going to get into this Christmas season full force. You see, it's interesting. You know, when you go through out your life, there are those things, those events, those issues that are absolutely critical. They are paramount. There is nothing you can say is above this or more important in my life. And if you're anything like most human beings, one of the most important things in your life, if not the most important thing in your life, is what happens when we pass from this life to the next. And some have come to the conclusion that with the when this life is over, that it's over. Okay? And if that's your belief, I disagree with you. I can tell you that I disagree with you not because I want to be disagreeable, but I disagree with you because the Bible teaches something radically different, that there is life and that life is eternal and it can be spent in the presence of God because of Jesus Christ and what he has done. This holiday season, we celebrate the birth of the Christ child and it is the greatest opportunity of celebration for the believer till Easter. Which one is more important to the church? I can tell you both because the son had to come, but he also had to die. And since he took care of both of them, neither one is more valuable or important than the other. But this one we at least celebrate with the giving of gifts and the festivities, and there is lots of music. In fact, maybe if you want to call in and have some opinion as to perhaps what your favorite Christmas song is, that would be an interesting discussion. We're going to have some and we're going to play some over the coming weeks. This is a month of Christmas. It's a month of celebration. It's a month of recognizing joy to the world for the Lord has come. I know the next sentence is let earth receive her king. I want to invite you this evening. Thank you for tuning in here. We are WNJHradio.com. WNJHradio.com. The phone number here is area code 609-593-9654-609-593-9654. Uh, why don't you join me as we ask a blessing of the Lord. Father, we come to you. Praise is on our lips. Unto us the child born, the son is given. Oh, thank you, Lord God, for being our Emmanuel, God with us. As the, we start to look at who you are, some of the names and attributes that you ascribe to yourself, what it is that you have done, the mighty works and the proclamations, but more than that, our eternity settled because you 
came here in the form of the Christ child. Thank you, dear Lord. Uh, May your message be heard loud and clear this holiday season, and to you be all the glory, both now and forever. Amen. So it is good again to be with you. As always, we have the wonderful producer Rick is here, and he is always ready to chime in with an observation or a question. Rick, your ears perked up when I said famous or favorite Christmas songs. Is that a topic that you like, or do you have a favorite well, Christmas song? I have one too many favorite, but I guess my favorite will always be Let It Snow, um, only because I love snow. It, it relates to Christmas for us around here in the east coast of the country, on the northeast. But um, I, I always say that would have to be mine. What about what about yours? I... Um, Mm, see, you can't ask the question without the question being asked again. So I like, I saw Mommy kissing Santa Claus. Okay. I don't know if you remember that song. Oh, yes. Underneath the Mistletoe Last Night. It's a fun song. And the reason I like that song is because it was one of my dad's favorite songs okay. at Christmas. And he, would, he loved music. And he would uh, play records on the stereo. Um, regularly, yes, records, yeah, and you're, yes you're, on a stereo. You're dating yourself now. Yep, I know people are, it's making a comeback, and that's great. I'm glad that it is. That is true. That is very Vinyl true. Is making a comeback, but he had the originals, and he would put a song on there. Mommy, I saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus Underneath the Mistletoe, and he would sing that song. Uh, and Well, he would play that song. He didn't necessarily sing that song. And I have very fond memories of Christmas. You know, I, I grew up in a wonderful home. My parents loved each other, loved their children, loved family, loved friends, loved having the celebrations at Christmas. Mm-hmm. We were a we were a good a good example of family love and family. Right. We loved going to church at Christmas. We loved getting together at Christmas. We loved having multiple Christmas parties at the house and. Mm-hmm. Celebrations always included some type of music, yes, and then dancing because we danced in our house. Okay, uh, it was it was a fun, good place to grow up, and uh, so I remember those Christmases, and I remember those those songs and everything from. Uh, I know I'm going to get it wrong because I get there's so many of them running through, but Perry Como had his Christmas album every year that we played mm-hmm. and then andy williams mm-hmm. always had his christmas show every year yes and when andy williams would have his guest stars for christmas that was that was a don't miss kind of thing but under the core of it underlying all of it was the absolute truth that this was the celebration of the birth of the christ child and we didn't miss it we didn't miss that it was Jesus' birthday. We didn't miss mm-hmm. that it was, you know, we would joke about it when we were older. I mean, when you're a little kid and you're still believed in Santa Claus right. and the fun things that go along with it. But as you get older, you start to wonder why we're doing gifts and Santa Claus and still church. And how do you relate the two? And your parents, if they're good parents, will sit you down and tell you the truth. And the truth is that... Of course, it's fun to celebrate Santa Claus, but they would also tell us that the reason we do it is because Jesus Christ was born. Mm-hmm. 
And then we would ask the question, why do we get to give gifts on his birthday? (laughs) And they said, well, would you rather not get gifts on his birthday? We can do that. And then, of course, no, I don't want you to do that. I don't want to change the tradition. I want to get my gifts. I want to give gifts to others and get gifts on his birthday. But it is a little bit odd. And then we, of course, as you start to get older, you then take the holiday a little more seriously. It's not just about me, but it's about what he has done for me. And then you pay a little more attention. If, you're, uh, if your family is involved in a good local church, you're probably going to Christmas cantatas and Christmas plays and maybe your mom and dad are putting you in the car and you're driving around to see the different Christmas lights that, that was, people would set that up. That was big for us. My father liked that. And he would literally drive all of South Jersey every year just to see different stuff. But then when it came time for us to do our house, to, you know, I would say, well, uh-huh. you remember that house we saw in Violent last year that you liked so much and you liked this and like that? Why don't we do that? Oh, uh, no, no, we can't do that. No, no. That, why? Because that's too much like work and I don't want to put it all up because... Then when it's time to take it down, you always have your excuse. You run and hide, you know. So, but yeah, he used to love just going around riding and looking at the decorations. And I guess coming from a different country where you didn't have yards, because you know he lived in the city, right? You know where they couldn't decorate like we do here. So I guess to him that was like, wow, let me really see what go, you know, what people are doing. Um, and it was, that was fun. I mean, I enjoyed that. You know, sometimes mom didn't want to come, so that was great. Me and dad would go and then stop at the diner on the way back and have dessert. You know, it was, but yeah. yeah. Well, Thanks. this this time of year, especially uh, this week, would have been very special when I was a child because we weren't really allowed to celebrate Christmas until after Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving was a big deal. So we got together and we would all celebrate. The family came over, we ate, and then we would, depending on uh, how old we were, we would play football right. at a family football game or which side of the family. One was baseball, the other was football. But either way, right. we would we would play some type of outdoor sport. Right. We're done at the table. We're going outside, right. and we're going to get hurt. Somebody's mm-hmm. getting skin knees. It's right. okay, and we had a great time. That was a lot of fun. Then Christmas season started, but it wasn't allowed to start till after Thanksgiving. Absolutely. Once Thanksgiving broke, my mother had these things called Christmas clubs. They were um, from the banks. Yes. They would do the mm-hmm. Christmas clubs. Of course, yep. So you would put in X amount every week for a year and then come October, November, the Christmas club would pay whatever small amount of interest, Mm -hmm. usually whatever, I think the club was, whatever your club amount was, excuse me, whatever your club amount was, they made one contribution. So, you know, one, whatever that was. It's like you didn't have to make the December payment because I think the bank made that for you. And, and, they loved that because it got you in the habit of going to the bank every week and right. bringing your money there. Right. You get in those good habits. And then, anyway, my mom would do a Christmas club for each one of the I have two sisters, so the three of us. Mm-hmm. And we would take our money and we would write out a list of all of the people we needed to get gifts for right. and what it is we thought they would like. And then my mom, my mom's mother, that was my grandmom, 
And my mom's aunt, which is my great aunt, Jessie, the three of them would take the three of us Christmas shopping. Okay. And we would go to, let's say, the Moorestown Mall, Mm -hmm. and we would split up. And one of us would go with my mom, one of us would go with Aunt Jessie, one of us would go with Grandma. And sometimes we would do that for the day. Sometimes we would switch around because you had to get something for each one of them, too. Right. So you couldn't or be you with could, your mom you while you're with your mom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we didn't have the opportunities like we have nowadays. I mean, nowadays we can go to any store you want, any time you want. Right. Back then, there were no stores open on Sundays. Mm-mm. And stores here in town closed on Wednesdays. Right. They were only open half, half a day, day on Wednesdays. Right, because they were open all day Saturday. Right. So here you had very limited mm-hmm. uh, what you could do, and you couldn't do anything with a – you had to have cash. There were no – Right. Uh, anyway, it was a different world then. Yes. So you went with cash in the little envelope mm-hmm. because that's where your Christmas club right. uh, was put now in an envelope in a with a bank book, and it was a fun time for you to be able to learn all those wonderful lessons. And we would meet by – the big gold eagle out in front of John Wanamaker's okay. at the Moorestown Mall. And they had a big gold eagle mm-hmm. out there and a fountain right there. And then when we would go through with one, we would meet there, regroup. And sometimes we would go to the, oh, I can't remember the name of it. Was it a Woolworths that had a cafeteria back in the day? Well, Kmart did many, many years ago. Yeah. I don't know about Woolworth. That, that I don't remember. I don't remember, but it was a cafeteria. And right. We would go there for lunch, and then we would split up again and mm-hmm. go and do some more right. Christmas shopping. It was a great time to grow up. Yes, it was. The, the whole mall was decorated for mm-hmm. Christmas. They would have Santa, the reindeer, and uh, and nobody seemed to... Like, this year is going to be radically different. Different, yes. This year is going to be radically different. Yes. I remember uh, even when... Fast forward a generation till I'm now taking my kids. And, of course, the Morristown Mall had at least Wanamakers had gone. So the Golden Eagle was gone. So, right. we, you know, you lose you – can't, you can't carry that memory on to the Mm-mm. next generation. But you can still carry on the traditions right. to the next generation. And we would take our kids and we would split up and we would start my mom and, you know, my sister Valerie right. uh, would – take one of the kids and next thing you know we're having a great time we're making a day of it mm-hmm. and um, it just is a wonderful celebration time and then things started to change i don't know whether it was malls became something other than um, things like uh ooh, you know we now have places to go mm-hmm. we go to christmas villages now right we go to Storybook Land, yes. or you go to Didnato's mm-hmm. and take the ride through right. there. And then even that has changed. Now you don't even sit on Santa's lap anymore. Yeah. There's a wooden stool. Now, not that I'm opposed to it. Mm. I, I don't necessarily think that it's wise to have your kids sitting on strangers' laps. Right. But uh, but the, the, the thing is now that's been taken away where the newborn, where you know they want to take the picture, Santa can't. Right, touch the child. I mean, yeah, it's different, but I mean, yeah, you're right. Something along the line changed things. I mean, dramatically, but now is even totally different because 
you and I had almost the same lifestyle. We experienced going yep. shopping. I went with my brothers and sister. My mother would never take any of us. It was like, you guys, old, you know, you, you got old enough brothers and sisters. You call them up and ask them to come pick you up and go, which was fine because then mom never knew what we got because the four of us would get together right. and we could, you know, debate, argue, you know, over what we want to get. Um, but nowadays you could do it right from your laptop or your computer and never experienced that because at least we ran into people. I ran into my classmates. Well, what are you oh, that's doing? that's right. Yeah. You know, what are you doing? Well, I'm shopping for my mother. Oh, what are you getting her? You know, bounce ideas off because one way or another, all the parents hung out anyway eventually through exactly. school activities and everything. Yeah. So every child got to know a little bit of the family personally. So you got ideas. But nowadays, that's totally gone in a sense unless they're facetiming you know and all that but you know the experience of being able to go out and do it because it only happens once a year and yes we should be more concerned about the meaning of christmas and that's the birth of our lord but we get it that we're doing it for the kids with gifts and everything but it takes the fun away sometimes and everything that we did was all always included (laughs) you know it didn't matter what uh, your, what your family celebration traditions right. were, uh, yours may may be slightly different than your neighbors, mm. but you all had the same similar thing. Yes, you had the Christmas tree, mm-hmm. and when you would ask your parents why do we have a Christmas tree, they would tell you it's an evergreen tree because mm-hmm. it's a symbol of the everlasting life because it stays green all, all year, year round. Right, and I'm like, wow, that's amazing. Why do we have lights on the tree? Well, because Jesus Christ is the light of the world. Like, wow, this is amazing. <laughs> why, why do we have a star on the tree? Why do you yeah. have a star right. on the tree? Right. You, you know, yeah. Who are the wise men? You get right. to ask those questions. Mm-hmm. Right down to the candy cane. I don't know yeah. if you're familiar with the story of the candy cane. No, I don't think so. It was a man who uh, made candy, and he wanted to do the... I'm going to mess it up, but he wanted to tell the story of the Christmas story and the Christ child in that which is a candy cane. So he made the candy in that form of a shepherd's crook. Okay, that would make sense. So it looks like the shepherd's staff, and it's deliberately the letter J for Jesus. Jesus, I never put that, never heard, but it makes perfect sense. And it's white and red in the stripe because the blood of Jesus Jesus. Christ cleanses us and makes us white as snow. I'm like, this is amazing, and we have candy canes all Mm. over the place. Oh, yeah. And it gave us opportunities for our, gave our parents opportunities to help and teach and train us right. in those things that are necessary right. for us to know a deeper relationship with God through Jesus right. Christ, even celebrating the Christmas right. story. But now that that opportunity, I don't want to say has been removed, because it doesn't have to. You can still get candy canes, uh, probably 10 for a dollar mm-hmm. <laughs> at the... At Walmart or at, the dollar store, yeah. Yeah, so get the candy canes, but learn the story. Share the story with the kids. That, and that's the grandkids it. I never and the knew that. I learned. Friends. See, I learned something. But yeah, you know. But yeah, going, but going back to tradition, a lot of things you saw too when Hammond. Well, we still do have a great downtown. But back in the day, when we had a couple of them little department type stores, oh, that yeah. would, they would decorate their windows. So you know, you would look to see what the businesses were doing and decorating. Um, you, you know, so it was. It was it, it, tradition changes as time goes on. But the core tradition is still there, and that's that's what needs to be um, measures about. That is not just about Santa Claus; it's about the birth of our Savior and all that. Well, you know, it was, and it was different. Uh, it was a different time, in that most of the people that I was in school with celebrated the same religious holidays, right, 
that I celebrated. So where we went to church for Christmas mm-hmm. would be an issue. Right. But everybody went to church yes. at Christmas. Yes. That was that was a given. There was no arguing on Christmas Eve. You went year to the seven o'clock when my mother used to love to go to the midnight one. Right. And I went, Okay, that's on you. I'll go with you to the seven o'clock, but you know, I'm not I'm not pushing the midnight. You know. So yeah. We my mom's church had church typically on Christmas morning at some point. And we would we would go or a Christmas Eve service and that was wonderful. Uh but my dad's church was the Catholic church and they had always had a midnight mass. Right. So when I was old enough and my friends in the neighborhood were going to midnight mass, I would go with them because you want to hang out with your friends. Right. I mean exactly. why wouldn't you? It's right. a good it's a great opportunity. Yes. And then as I got older and then our my mom's church started to uh, have a Christmas Eve service, mm-hmm. we then would get together and we would our tradition was right. our tradition was that we would uh, celebrate I think my wife is here. We would celebrate and have uh, um, hot chocolate and cookies and cake or pastry of some kind. And then afterward, we would open one present and in that evening on Christmas Eve before Christmas Day. It was a great opportunity. We got together. We had some uh, wonderful fun. And as we would open the present, we got to choose which one. It wouldn't be a big one. But it would be just um, one of the smaller presents, could be socks or T-shirts or something like that, or a puzzle or a game. And that would be our our Christmas Eve tradition after we got back from church to be able to celebrate. And I know that I'm talking a little uh, spotty here because yes, my yeah. wonderful wife <laughs> just scared just, the heck out of us. But just yeah. scared the heck out of us and came in. And as soon as she walks into a room, I can't think of anything else. Oh, so, aren't you sweet? You're oh, still at that again. So thank you for joining us, yes, Diane. Definitely. I appreciate you being here. Thanks. I can't hear anything in the headphones, uh, but. All right, hold on. I can fix that. There, you go. You there we go. All right. Well, it's nice to join you, and I heard you talking about Christmas. What yes. a beautiful thing to be talking about. I was just rehearsing. What were you rehearsing? For the walk through Bethlehem that we have at Calvary Chapel of Hamilton over Wednesday and Thursday night. Tell we- us more. Yes. Yeah, why don't, why don't you tell us more about that? Well, there's five beautiful scenes about what happened the night after Jesus was born. Actually, what they're talking about is what happened the night he was born. So it's just really an exciting time. We are sold out for Wednesday and Thursday. However, we would love for you to join us for other activities that we have going on. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, you know, we had, um, uh, unfortunately, we have to be very careful because there are uh, safety restrictions, COVID restrictions. Mm -hmm. So in order to have a walkthrough, you have to limit the amount of people and you certainly have to limit the amount of time that they're socially engaged with one another. And you have to make sure that you keep them moving with doors open, windows and and the like. Um, So we uh, we are pleased to be able to present it however limited we must it's interesting that you know this holiday season that people are still just as excited as i've seen before and i praise god for it you know i I understand we have to get creative about the ways we're going to celebrate but we're going to celebrate we have to get creative about the ways that we're doing things and and by the way one of the ways we've become creative about celebrating is we're uh, uh we're doing a lot from home People are spending a lot of time uh, interacting with other people through Zoom, through 
other FaceTime and opportunities like that. And doing a lot of their Christmas shopping, apparently, um, online. Yes, that's very true. We've decided actually as a family that we're not going to be doing presents this year. We decided we're going to do some activities together with some of the family members and the kids and getting them to build gingerbread houses. So your grandchildren are not getting no gifts? No, they're not. They're getting gifts from their parents, but not from us. They're going to get experiences Uh from us. Uh Uh-oh. And they're not going to get gifts from, you know, necessarily all their cousins getting together. And then this one's opening and then it becomes this great Mm -hmm. big. But nothing from grandma and grandpa. Oh, okay. No, they're gonna uh, get they're gonna get an experience <laughs> from taking the girls to the Forever Forest in Egg okay. Harbor City. Oh, what's that? What's the for, Forever Forest? Uh, this is be the first time I've ever been there, but it looks like it's a lot of fun. It's actually a Christmas tree farm that offers um, experiences like making a craft with the elves. So we'll find out more, and I'll know a lot more about that. Speaking of Christmas trees, if you need a Christmas tree, you should go to Petrongola's Christmas Tree Farm because they have beautiful trees there. Okay. There's my little commercial for tonight. There it is. I, I never heard of this place. You sh- is in Egg Harbor, not Egg Harbor Township, Egg Harbor no, City. No, Egg Harbor City. Okay. Never. Brayman, Brayman Avenue called Forever Forest. Okay. Never. Wow. Mm-hmm. Never heard of that I wonder place. if it's a place where we go for... Um, uh, for Thanksgiving, the pumpkin farm. Nope, it's different. It's different. Yes. Okay. How about that? I, I wonder if so. they just changed my, it over for. Maybe they did change it over for I'll Christmas. Have to find out. I don't know much more about it. So, in talking about Christmas, as I heard you talking about earlier, um, one of the things we wanted to focus on this year, especially since it's been a difficult year, is how can we have joy in the midst of these difficulties? How can we truly be able to celebrate the reason for the season? Mm-hmm. might be an old cliche, but we really don't want to focus on that. We want to, we want to focus on Jesus. He's the reason that we do celebrate, but he's also the reason that we can have joy in the midst of difficulty. We can have joy in the midst of trials and that we can have peace knowing that he is a God who loves us, was willing to come and be born of a baby, uh, born as a baby, sorry, born of a virgin, as a baby, <laughs> and that he fulfilled all the prophecies that are written throughout the scripture. And he is our Messiah. He is our Lord. And he wants to bring peace at a time where most people are not feeling much peace. Go ahead, Rick. You want to ask a question? So with that, let, let's backtrack a little bit. Um, as we all know, humanly, it takes nine months for the child to be born. Yes. So was there any preset where Mary was saying that I'm carrying the savior or was that hush hush because of we didn't want things to be known back then because we didn't want anything to happen to her nor the baby i mean was there anything i mean the bible has a lot of things in it but i mean was there any hint other than her having the message from the holy spirit saying that is an excellent question because clearly it was not hush hush (laughs) Uh, i think that it would have been uh, would have been, for her perspective, it would have been better had it been hush-hush, but it was exposed. Okay. It was exposed, and she lived in fear. Right. And because she lived in fear, I mean, if uh, if Joseph had not been the upstanding, outstanding right. man that he is, right. she could theoretically have been stoned, stoned to, to death. death. Right. Yes. The higher probability is that she would have been just labeled as one of those wayward women Mm -hmm. and left to a life that would have not been uh, wished on anybody, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. even though it was through no fault of her own. So uh, in that day and age, when it was known that she was with child, Joseph is now confronted with, what must I do? And he said, I I will put her away, which means I will get her, give her a writ of divorcement, 
I will do that privately. Right. But that would her life would be devastated right. at this time. And then of course the the angel said to him, Don't be afraid to take Mary to be your wife. That child that is in her is of the Holy Spirit. She has not been unfaithful right. to you. So Joseph then being reminded of that said, Okay, let's do what is necessary. When you see that Mary, she went and spent how long? Six months with Elizabeth? Mm-hmm. She spent a long time with Elizabeth. She went to Elizabeth and um, and stayed with her for a while, comforting her. And the exciting thing to me is we see this person who Mary being blessed, as she called herself. I'm blessed of God to be chosen. Right. Most of the girls in that time period, in that arena, would have been taught the Messiah is going to come through a virgin. They all wanted to be that person. Right. And yet when it happens, they're all like, oh, no, can't be that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you must have just been wayward. Right, because he didn't pick me. It, was, right. it should have been me. Yeah, right. mm-hmm. and you know, so I think that speculation, fully speculation, God did pick someone of great character right. to be able to withstand the ridicule that would also go mm-hmm. along so that she could, um, she could truly be able to say, I can do what God's called me to do um, without the... Uh, the hindrance of the shame, even though the shame may be there given mm-hmm. to her, she wasn't willing to take it on. Okay. Well, the word Mary is the same word as the word Miriam in the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. So if you picture uh, Moses' uh, sister, her name was Miriam. And Miriam, one day when she was blessed by the Lord, she blessed God and she broke out in song. It's a, It's an opportunity for her to say, truly the Lord is good and the Lord has blessed me. Now the word Miriam, identical to the word Mary, is the word for bitter. And it is truly, I am a bitter woman. And when you find a woman named Naomi who was treated poorly and she had lost her husband and both of her sons died and she was now left as a widow who was destitute, lost her property, lost everything that she had, all of a sudden she has a a daughter-in-law who's of a different culture named Ruth, who's a Moabitess, and Ruth said, I will be with you, and I will stay with you, and I will be to you as a daughter. And then you find that as a result of God's blessing, Ruth, God blessing Naomi, what you find is Naomi said to her friends, I was called Naomi. And you could have called me Mary or Miriam, bitter. But now the Lord has made me blessed and called me blessed. So when a parent would name their child Mary or Miriam, Mm -hmm. many times it's because they were feeling low. Like, doesn't God even care? Doesn't God pay any attention? Here we are in this state, because the word Mary means suffering as a bitter one, one who has been mistreated or is in sorrowful state. So you typically don't name your child one who is in a sorrowful state. Oh, unless... Apparently you haven't given birth. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. And we would be rich right now if you did. Okay. Uh, I am just thanking the Lord that I'm a man. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. But when you find that Mary then says, my name is Mary, but God has called me blessed, it's the same feeling that Naomi had when she said, my life is ruined. Everything that I had hoped for in my life has now gone away. And if you look at Mary, Mary could say, unless something radically changes in my life, I'm going to live a life that is painfully destitute if Joseph puts me away. 
Right. My life is over. I'm going to be the most bitter person in the world. And when God speaks to her, she then says, my soul magnifies the Lord. Mm-hmm. He has made me blessed. Right. Because he says to you, blessed are you among women. Right. I, this is an amazing opportunity for him to look. This is God speaking to Mary through this angel to be able to say to you, your name is Mary, right. but you're not going to be sorrowful anymore. Mm-mm. But that you're is true of each and every it. one of us even today, that without Jesus, we are bitter. We are unfulfilled. And when Jesus comes into our life, then we can say along with Mary, my soul magnifies the Lord. You've changed me. You've given me a different purpose to my life. And that's what so many are missing right now. That's why they feel so hopeless in this time of um, of COVID and other things going on, that we don't have that blessed hope that we need to have. That this is this is an opportunity for us to recognize that this is not the end. That Jesus promised things were going to get worse before they got better. <laughs> you know, we sh- we shouldn't be surprised that things are difficult. Um, the enemy is going to attack. Things are going to be hard, but we can magnify the Lord knowing that he will work all things out for our good and for his glory and that we will spend eternity with him. So we need to take the full opportunity to be able to do these things. And one of the things I was sharing with Rick earlier is the story of the candy cane. Mm -hmm. That even when I was was young and growing up, we had the celebration and people took the opportunity to explain using those things Mm -hmm. that are the normal traditions. You know, for instance, why do we give gifts? For instance... What do we celebrate on Christmas morning? Do we, as a family or as tradition, we'll look at some of these traditions later, do we read the Christmas story out of the Bible? Do we tell the Christmas... Excuse me, go ahead. Did you tell? Did he share with you? So our our sun or our Christmas morning routine. No, I didn't. Was mm-hmm. always um, we we raised our kids with having breakfast first. Mm-hmm. So we did sausage gravy and pancakes because that was Vince's family's tradition, and so the kids knew if they. That's got why up, I struggle with my weight. <laughs> <laughs> so the kids knew if they got up early on Christmas morning, they could help us make breakfast, right. which meant that we got to sleep in longer because they weren't thinking I'm going to run down to the tree and see what's under there and get to open it because the tradition was we make breakfast together whoever's awake we then set the table we eat breakfast together then we read from luke chapter 2 which is the the story of jesus birth right and depending on the ages of the kids and those things depending on who read and then we would go and we would start to open presents and um and each of our kids throughout their growing up got one present and they got um, a stocking with small presents in mm-hmm. it. They also usually got pajamas or something on Christmas right. Eve and some other things. But um, but in general, that's what they did. So they slept in a little later than most kids did. Wow. And how did you do all that? Because we said if they woke up early, they could help us work. They didn't like that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it was a little bit of a manipulation. Uh. So we like, we like visuals. We like traditions. Um, and so one of the things that I like to share, and I know throughout December, Vince is going to be sharing some of the traditions that go along with Christmas and, and why why we celebrate things or why we don't celebrate things and what is the true meaning of Mm -hmm. this holiday that we're looking at. And one of the things I like to share is about Rudolph. And Rudolph's one of my favorite characters. And the reason is that Rudolph is different than the others. Rudolph is often made fun of. Mm -hmm. Um, He doesn't fit in. He doesn't belong in in society's perspective. And yet he's created very uniquely. And I believe by design because God 
even in those things that seem like they're different, mm-hmm. God has a plan and a purpose. So I'm not trying to over-spiritualize Rudolph, but I love sharing with people that take that thing that might make you feel a little different, might make you feel even a little uncomfortable sometimes, and see how God can use it for good. In Rudolph's case, you know, he was made fun of, he was given a hard time, but then he was able to save the day because of the very thing that made him different than everybody else. And so um, I like to take what the world offers as Christmas, if you want to call it that, Mm -hmm. and share spiritual truth through it. And we have great opportunity this time of year to be able to share what God's word has to say to us, even by just looking around at the different things that we see. We can look at the lights and say, Jesus is the light of the world. Mm-hmm. You know, we can look at the tree as everlasting or, you know, evergreen. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of things we can make correlations with. Are there some other things that, you know, some, you know, unspiritual things that go along with a lot of those things? Yes, there are. But let's take the good and let's take this opportunity to share. If you walk through any stores, Often there's Christmas music playing. Yes. They'll play music that talks about Jesus, mm-hmm. and they won't any other time of year. Right. I love it. No, so true. let's take the opportunities that exist. Right. And there's nothing wrong with creating new um, traditions mm-hmm. and new celebrations and new things that are that are done. You know, in, in our family, things changed when uh, loved ones passed away. Right. Mm-hmm. So we, we then started making, you know, different holiday traditions. Uh things changed when others started having families. You know, for instance, when, when we were newlyweds and had a young family, we didn't want to leave our house on Christmas morning. Mm -hmm. So then you find that family would come to us. We would go on Christmas Eve or we would go visit over here, but we wanted Christmas morning to be us at our home. And so others would come to our house. It changed the tradition. Then all of a sudden our kids start getting married and Mm -hmm. they have kids. And they get stolen away. And they get stolen. (laughs) And now we're the grandparents. And now that which I want, which is all the kids being at the house Mm -hmm. having sausage gravy and pancakes. Now, if I want sausage gravy and pancakes, I have to do it at one of their houses. And usually the day before or three o'clock in the afternoon or whatever, we don't get Christmas morning. Right. No, no, it's the same thing. I mean, for us, it was, we all went to my one aunt's house on Christmas Eve and did everything. We had the seven fishes, you know, the whole Italian, Mm -hmm. you know, tradition. And then Christmas Day in the afternoon, around 2, 3 o'clock, we would go back to my aunt's house. Because then that gave all the children time to be home, you know, doing Christmas. And then we would just go for dinner. Or, you know, I got that wonderful toy I want Vince to see. You know, my cousin Vince, I want him to see the toy. We were allowed to bring something Mm -hmm. with us just to keep us occupied. Because they would play Pinochle or whatever cards after we all ate. Right. But that was similar. You know, Christmas morning was got up. You know, I already knew what I got because I was the only child in the house. When my parents fell asleep, <laughs> I just slowly walked down the stairs, figure out what was in the boxes, shake them for every nice little. All right, I know where that is, and I know where that is. But I'll, I'll act surprised when, mm-hmm. when the time comes. You, you know, yeah. so. But yeah, the best was the year my mother was running late. I, I I still remember this. I was about ten years old. My father and I are in the car going to my brother Sammy's house. I'm going. Why is mom taking so long? This is not like her. She always wants to get over Sammy's house early. Oh, uh, you know, your mother, you know, the new pills, you know, she's going <laughs> to the bathroom more often, blah, blah, blah. Well, little did I realize she was putting all the gifts under the tree. Aww. So when I came home, when we came home from Christmas Eve from my brother's house, I, the gifts were there, but I wasn't allowed to touch them. Hmm. So then it dawned on me when I looked at the label, I went, Hmm, that C looks just like mom's C. <laughs> and, and that H looks just like mom's H. So I went and got one of my school papers that she signed and went, 
Oh, I know who Santa is now. Aww, so, of course, right. m- me, well, my father, I always told him everything. He goes, don't ruin it for your mother. She's been waiting for you to, you know, kind of tell her. But let this one go because you're not a teenager yet. She was hoping to get to a teenager. Wow. I went, oh, all right. So you want me to pull this one off? Act all surprised and everything. I said, what's in it for me? You know, and he goes, oh, really? Even on Christmas, you're going to bribe your father. I said, oh, yeah, there's always a way. If there's a will, there's a way, and I'm doing it. <laughs> so, yeah, so I had to act surprised because I, I realized it was mom that, you know, mom and dad was Santa. There wasn't no real santa in the sense but you know it was like unique like oh okay. you just told everybody yeah, I, on know. The I, radio. Just, I just ruined everything for you all just the told listeners. everybody on the radio <laughs> yeah it's all right <laughs> thankfully regardless of what you believe about right. santa jesus is real right that's the key there <laughs> yeah. but and you didn't have any sisters in the house growing up no i didn't have i was me myself and i they were already they had i had nieces and nephews instead at the age of six so you know, oh, that was, that's true. Yeah, that was very unique, you know, me being called uncle at the age of six, mm-hmm. you know, so, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, I had an older sister. I Both of my sisters are older than I, but one's nicer than the other. <laughs> <laughs> they're, both, they're both pretty nice now, but there was a time <laughs> when one was, I would use the, use the word cruel, mm-hmm. and one Christmas Eve, she made it a point to wake me up in the middle of the night and to drag me down the stairs to look through the ballast balusters of the mm-hmm. the stairway mm-hmm. through to where my mom and dad were setting up the packages <laughs> and putting together a christmas gift underneath the tree oh. and it was mom and dad and there is my sister and I want did I mention which one of them was <laughs> no, the, the, you the, don't need to everybody <laughs> knows yeah, we probably already have a good idea my sister who said, see, I told you uh, there's no Santa Claus. And I remember, I mean, can you ha- imagine how traumatic that was? Mm-hmm. That was 56 years oh, ago. Yes. <laughs> You're still a little traumatized. And I still, remember yeah. it. Yeah, still, I, I get it. We can go visit Santa this year. Yeah. So there was no waiting till you were a teenager in my home, <laughs> right. not with older sisters around. No, see, I, I, no, I didn't. I had cats, and there were no way they were ratting me out. The cat used to lay in the tree half the time. So it was me being very nice, getting the cat, not ruining the decorations, You know, making sure the tree still looks the same after the cat got out of it. Um, but yeah, no, I, I get it. Let's, um, let's take a commercial break here. And uh, we'll go back and let's just talk about a little bit more. We we know by now the words out, Mary's carrying Jesus right. and all that. And let's take it where we get a little closer to oh, good. What, what's, you know, what are the townspeople saying and all that. So let's do that and we'll be right back after this. Five nine three nine six five four. Once again, if you have questions or comments, please feel free to call in at six zero nine five nine three nine six five four. Okay, who are the ones that you need to give a commercial to? Here we go. Maybe we can. Calvary Chapel, Hamilton. Jesus says in the Bible, "Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled." neither let it be afraid. During these difficult and uncertain times, it's important that we know where to find peace. It's also important that we choose to focus on what we can do rather than what we cannot. As a community, it's imperative that we work together and lift one another up, especially in prayer. One of my prayers is that our current situation will break down barriers and bring healing and hope to us all through God who is our strength. 
Join our live stream services on our YouTube channel each Wednesday at 7 p.m. and Sundays at 10.30 a.m. More information can be found at www.cchamonton.org. Looking for a place to hang out with family and friends and have a great time too? Rocco's Townhouse, 21 North 3rd Street, Hamilton, New Jersey, is the place for you. Dave and Steve Ruberton have kept traditions of the townhouse alive and well for more than 35 years. Open daily at 4 p.m., Rocco's Townhouse has a very large selection of micro-brew beers, both on tap and in the bottle. Along with daily dinner specials, you will never walk away hungry. Looking for something different? Rock Bottom Whiskey Bar is the place located downstairs at Rocco's Townhouse. It's open every Friday and Saturday night at 7 p.m. and it doesn't stop there. Live events from some of the greatest local bands in the area make the evening better. Look to have your next event at Rocco's Townhouse and Rock Bottom Whiskey Bar. Rocco's Townhouse, 21 North 3rd Street, Hamilton, New Jersey is the place where everyone is meeting. Don't forget to visit them online at Rocco'sTownhouse.com or give them a call at 609-561-9384. That's 609-561-9384. Everyone meets at Rocco's Townhouse. You're listening to The Carpenter's Son with Pastor Vince Lombardo on WNJHradio.com. And again, thank you. If you'd like to call in and share a story or a question or a prayer request, our phone number here is area code 609-593-9654 or www.wnjhradio.com. We'd love to hear your comments or your questions. Well, maybe not necessarily comments, but definitely (laughs) questions or prayer requests. And your comments, if they're positive, because right. it is Christmas. That's right. And we are so going to been... talk a little bit about Mary, and my wife is going to share something. Nope, that's right. We were talking about Mary and this, the journey that she had before she gave birth to Jesus. And the question was asked before we went to commercial. So what happened in the, with the townspeople? What happened going the events going on around the birth of Jesus? What a great question. Because so often we focus on the things that are happening in the world around us or even in the Christmas activities around us, but let's know the story of what happened, the biblical, true, live version account of Jesus' birth, according to the to the book of Luke, as well as others. So, Pastor, what do you have for us? When you see Mary in her life, you see that the first six months she spent with Elizabeth, her cousin. So she went away from town to go and be with her cousin Elizabeth, who was an older woman, married to Zacharias the priest. Zacharias the priest was, at this point, a little over six months prior to this. She, about nine months prior to this, I'm trying to get my math together because I don't have my Bible in front of me, uh, he is offering a blessing on behalf of the nation of Israel when an angel speaks to him and says, your prayer has been heard and you're going to have a child and you're going to name him John. That's John the Baptist. He's going to be the forerunner of Jesus. And he is, by his birth, he's going to be the cousin of Jesus. John the Baptist and Jesus were cousins. So as John the Baptist was about to be born and you see that Mary is about in her sixth month with the baby John was born and then you see Mary leaving to go and travel with her husband to whom she is betrothed to head to Bethlehem where he is going to go back to the city of David where his family originated so that he can go and register to pay their taxes. So it's important that they're now traveling. So in the last um, months of her pregnancy, it's a difficult time. The inferences that we can make from this, one, in a typical community where everyone celebrated every event together, when a wedding took place, there were 
typically as many as 10 bridesmaids. If you remember the parable of Jesus talking about the bridesmaids, there could be as many as 10 bridesmaids that were staying up and waiting anxiously for the bridegroom to come and snatch her away and have a great big celebration, the house to be prepared. And here you find that Mary did not have them. She didn't have those the ladies that were her support group in that time. They were all very probably. And remember, you have you have that which is clearly given to us in the scripture, you have reasonable inference. You know, and reasonable inference is if Jesus said, and it was night, you can infer that it was dark because it's night. So when he said he went out into the garden in the evening, you can assume that the garden had just natural dark in a garden in the evening. So you can, there are reasonable inferences. You don't have to add something uh, supernatural to it. The reasonable inferences with Mary is she was alone. Mm-hmm. She was she was um, left because there were too many wagging tongues in the town, and there were too many people who had too many opinions without full information or knowledge. And even though uh, the typical maid of the day would pray, let me be the mother of the Messiah, because they knew the Messiah would be born, let me be the mother of the Messiah, and just six months earlier... Mary's cousin, Elizabeth, miraculously well beyond childbearing age, had this miraculous opportunity to be with child that's going to be John the Baptist. You would think that after all of these signs and wonders and opportunities that somebody, but nope, uh, gossip wins the day, fear rules. But isn't that still true today? I was just to say that. Yeah, I mean, all of the the prophecies have been fulfilled in the Messiah today, and yet people still doubt. They don't see the miraculous. They refuse to see what really lines up. You know, if they just doubted, that would be something. If they were even quiet about their opinions, that would be fine. But they mock, and they mock Mm -hmm. to scorn, and they, they believe... Uh, that they don't want to hear that which you believe to be true, what I believe to be true, must not be true, therefore we have to be wrong. Right. It's not that we can have a different opinion. Mm-hmm. We have to be wrong. Right. Yeah, whatever happened to different, not wrong. Right. It's only true if, it's not, if, if Christian isn't part of that scenario. Right. Yeah. But I think part of the reason that God gave the miraculous to Elizabeth was also to be a comfort and a strength and a support to Mary as she goes through the miraculous. Because they're both going through these miraculous things, one being older than childbearing years and one being very young in childbearing. So they can be a support to each other. They can be an encouragement to each other because they're both saying, wow, we are in a position where people are looking on and they are wondering. Do you remember Elizabeth when she said, oh, isn't it wonderful that the mother of my Lord Mm -hmm. would even come and visit me, come into my home, that she even felt blessed. Mm -hmm. She felt blessed that Mary would come and visit her. What a wonderful woman. When you get to heaven and you meet Elizabeth, uh, there's probably going to be a line of people that (laughs) want to get to talk to her because she's she's like way up there in uh, in, uh, my respect ladder. And when she took that opportunity to look at Mary and to take Mary away from any of that which is the, the... the gossip or the stigma Mm -hmm. and she can say i don't care what it is that they're saying this is the truth right and the evidence to the truth i'm an old lady carrying that evidence in my womb and you watch because when i have this baby and it's a boy which would be a miracle having a baby is the miracle having it 
be a boy is the miracle, Mm -hmm. and then be the forerunner of the Christ, John the Baptist, his whole life is going to be a testimony to your son. Mm -hmm. That they may wag the tongue, but he is going to have one who is going to proclaim your son, John the Baptist, is not even worthy to untie his shoes. So uh, the world may turn, and the, the world may miss the opportunities, but the reality is that Mary was very much alone. She was um, very probably feeling every bit of that alone when she's traveling to Bethlehem. And when they arrived there, and there was no room in the inn, right. and there's, there's no way to, to taint it, to make it so that some of him—I mean, this is where his family is from. This is like you going back to the homeland. Right. I mean, if you went back to your family's ancestral home in Italy, you could have a place to stay. Right. Because mm-hmm. that's— the way that the Italian culture is. Yes. If I went there to find my family's ancestral homeland, somebody would put me up. They would welcome you. Right. right. Yes. Yeah. And that's true of the Jewish culture as well, which exactly. means that, you know, they might have been showing compassion because there really was no room in where in where they were putting people up. But there was a reason for that way, way before what we have known to be the reason now, but there was a reason for that. Right, because it fulfilled prophecy. Right. Right. I mean, all of every step of the way, God provided the backdrop for the prophecy to be fulfilled. And, and for the opportunity for anyone to be able to come and approach the Messiah. Yes. Right. If, if he was born in a palace, the humble shepherds would never have been able to come. Normal people could not come and bow down and, mm-hmm. and come and offer praise to him. They wouldn't be welcomed. So here it was, here he already is in a stable, who is more familiar with stables than shepherds. Right. Shepherds could certainly interact with him and go in and out, and no one would think twice, yet God would provide for them, uh, which also was a blessing to those who were humble shepherds who were out minding their business, taking care of their flock at night, which is what they were supposed to do, right. and an angel appears to them right. and said, go and worship the Christ child. And they're the ones who rejoiced and sang and were glad. Mm -hmm. And they said that God would be merciful to us, lowly shepherds, having to be reminded. You know, it's a a shame. Society can change things and and man's views that even David was a shepherd. And it's it's okay to be a shepherd if you're David, but it's not okay to be a shepherd if you're in Jesus' lineage. But look at the response of everyone involved in this story so far as we've been discussing it. When they found out that this was Jesus the Messiah, they worshipped. You know, they, were, they felt that they were blessed in the process. And yet today, do we have that same emotion? Do we have that same reaction? Are we willing to truly worship the Lord? Are we willing to say, this is the Messiah? He was willing to be born of a baby, grow up here on earth instead of you know, reign, ruling and reigning in heaven still mm-hmm. because he loved us that much. When he's willing to dwell within us, shouldn't our response be, I am so blessed, worship you, O Lord, glory to God in the highest. And yet we take him for granted so often. I know that the wise men truly were wise because they came and they worshiped him. They said, we have seen his star in the east. We've looked forward to his day. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a day that the Lord has made. Rejoice, be glad in it. Why, why would we not? So we have, in just coming up in 24 days, we're going to get to celebrate the birth 
of the King of Kings, yes. Jesus Christ, unto us born this day in the city of David. So over the next few weeks, we're going to share these, um, call it the voices mm-hmm. of Christmas. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about uh, Elizabeth and Zacharias. We'll talk about Simeon. We'll talk about Anna. We'll talk about some of those whom you may not uh, be as familiar with, a woman named Tamar and a woman named Rahab. They're all part of Jesus' lineage. So we're going to meet some of them, and we're going to talk about some of them. We're going to talk about how we looked at Ruth and Boaz, or Ruth and Naomi, just a little while ago. We're going to bring in a man named Boaz, and we're going to see how wonderful and miraculous that is in the birth of Jesus Christ. Mm So uh, as we look ahead to the weeks to come, I'm excited, and I'm going to hope that my wife is going to be able to join us. Off and on. I hope more often than on, (laughs) more on. I teach on Tuesday nights, but we do have a Christmas schedule, so I'll be here a little bit. But you just, not to, I know we need to end the show, but you just mentioned a lot of names, and we're going to be very honest with you, that I never heard of. So it's going to be very interesting. You've got some homework to do this week. (laughs) To to learn more about this, because the... Nowhere close did I hear any of them names that you just mentioned. So, okay. so over I mean, the, other than, uh, you know, Elizabeth, I knew that was, you know, over John the next the 25 days, the yeah. 24 days, right. whatever, there's great opportunity to come to Calvary Chapel of Hamilton to hear about some of the things you may not have heard in the past. Right. Um, this week, we're going to be finishing up. Uh, Pastor will be teaching on James, but then from then on, we'll be talking about the characters that surround Jesus' birth. Um, if you do have opportunity and you're listening out there today, I'm going to promote a different church in town. Victory Bible Church is having a drive through nativity on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, and I encourage you to go. We're yes. going to go. We're going to load up our kids and our grandkids as much as we can and you know, socially distanced cars, <laughs> and um, and drive through and see what they have to offer as well. We need to take every opportunity we can throughout this season to just focus on the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, Pastor, if you... Well, sure, let's close in a word of prayer. Father, we come to you. Thank you for sending your Son. Thank you for the reason we have any hope at all is because you've provided it yes. through him. And Lord, we give him all praise and all glory for he's the only one worthy to be worshipped. And yes, Lord, even as the Christ child, we worship him. Mm -hmm. Even as the Messiah, we worship him. As Lord and King of Kings, we worship him. Because he has made the way for us to have our relationship with our Heavenly Father restored. Thank you for making all things new. Mm -hmm. Thank you for being this God of restoration. Thank you for being the God who wants to be with us and call us by name and give us a new name. Lord, we we love you. Uh, This holiday season, help us to focus on what's truly important. Help us to engage in fellowship in a safe way, but yet in a necessary, continuous, encouraging way. Lord, we want you to be pleased with our lives, and we no longer want to be... uh, want to be ruled and led led about by uh, misinformation. We want to know the truth, and the truth is found in you and in your word. So help us to know you better and to know you more and live accordingly. And we give you all the praise in that wonderful name of Jesus, our Savior. Amen. God bless you guys, and we look forward to a wonderful Christmas season. So we invite you to join us on YouTube for our live streaming at 9 a.m. And I'm sorry, not 9 a.m. Jordan is live and in person at Calvary Chapel Hamilton at 9 a.m. or live streamed every Sunday at 10.30 a.m. on our live stream channel on YouTube under Calvary Chapel Hamilton. See you soon.
Thank you for joining us and listening to The Carpenter's Son with Pastor Vince Lombardo of Calvary Chapel of Hamilton. Join us next Tuesday at 7 p.m. for The Carpenter's Son on WNJHradio.com.